Orcas and salmon are friends that need help. Our ocean pals are facing some trouble. Less trouble, more bubbles. There's so much we can do. Do you know what I'm thinking? Let's start preaching extinction. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week, I had the privilege of chatting with a uh, small business owner and ceramics maker named Olivia, who's also a high school student. She found her own way to help the Southern residents, and I hope that it inspires the rest of you guys to go help the Southern residents in your own way. Um, before we get started, just want to go over our whale of the week. So this week it is Blackberry, which is J27. Blackberry was born in 1991. Um, at the same time as Mike, Mike is J26, but Blackberry is the oldest of three siblings. Uh, J31 is his younger sister, and she has a calf that was born in 2019 known as Tofino. That's J56. They also have a younger sibling named Mako, which is J39, who was born in 2003, and that is their family group. Before we get started, uh, just a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash breachingextinction and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audible.com slash breachingextinction. So how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. So this week I have Olivia with me. Um, Olivia, tell us about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, so I am a high school student. I'm a high school senior currently, um, 17. And last year in 2020, I started a ceramics business. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome that you're so young and that you started that. What inspired you to start a ceramics business? Um, I had been taking classes through my school, like pottery classes, and I really loved that um, and doing that. Um, And I am actually going to school to be a clinical psychologist um, to help uh, younger kids with mental health and all that. And that's kind of my big theme, um, promoting mental health and all of that. And so I got the idea to start this business. Um, Actually, I was sitting in church and we were talking about, are you doing like, are you doing what you think that your purpose like is? And are you trying to do everything you can in this moment? And I was sitting there like, well, I'm only in high school. I can't really be going to school to be um, this clinical psychologist that's going to take a while. But what can I do now to kind of help others? And I just thought that would be a good way to kind of combine my, um, word, my passions, I guess, mm-hmm. um, by doing pottery and also being able to help others. That's awesome. Um, and so Olivia reached out to me a few months ago and wanted to help the Southern resident killer whales. And so she proposed that she make some mugs, um, that we sell and then give the proceeds to an orca organization, which is what we're going to be doing. Um, and she let me pick the organization. So I am choosing orca wild because 
I donated some money to Center for Whale Research and um, have the relationship with Blackfin Coffee and therefore I'm, you know, contributing to PNW Protectors in that way. So I want to make sure that we reach all of the awesome Orca groups. Um, and we haven't done anything for Orca Wild yet, so I'm excited about that. Um, what inspired you to want to help the Southern Resident Killer Whales? So usually with my business, I donate um, a good portion of my proceeds to a um, mental health organization to kind of help um, others bring awareness to mental health and all that. Um, but I had recently, the summer of 2020, spent um, about four months up in the San Juan Islands. My grandparents live up there and due to COVID and everything, and I was up there living with them. And I've always loved orcas, but I just wanted to be able to you know, learn a bit more about what's going on with all the Southern residents and all their whole situation and bring some more awareness to that. So I thought this would be a good way to kind of spread out my, uh, my donations, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, did you see the Southern residents while you were up there? I did. Yes. I think three or four times I saw them, which oh was gosh. really great. <laughs> Amazing. Did you see them yeah. from land or were you out on the water? No, yeah, it was just all on land. Um, uh, I was on the San Juan Island, and if you're in that area, you may know the Lime Kiln Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And we went there about every day just to walk the dog. And if you wait patiently enough, you can sometimes see them just swimming by. And so we got to do that a few times, and it was really great. That's awesome. What did you think of the Southern Residents? Um, well, I had seen them before just as a kid because mm -hmm. I visit up there all the time. But I hadn't in so long just because of their whole situation of the salmon and there being less and less of them. Um, and so it was really great. They There was actually a whole bunch of people there with the first time that they came by. Um, and some of the naturalists were out there. And somebody was saying, I don't remember who it was, but somebody said that the more you kind of encourage them to make noise, the more like they'll show off and do stuff. So we were all kind of like, I don't know, cheering for them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were doing, I don't remember what it's called. They were spy hopping and they were um, just jumping out of the water. I don't remember what Breaching. that term is. Yeah, it's that one. And um, yeah, that was, it was really awesome to see. That's really cool. Um, and I think it's cool too that you want to help them. We just, I don't know if you noticed, but we just ran a How I Kelp campaign because we're trying yeah. to show all the different ways that people help and it's showing how you can help from I, you're in California, right? Yes, I yes. am from California, how you're helping in a new and totally different way. I don't know anybody that's like being like, I'm going to hand make mugs and then um, <laughs> give back to an organization. So I think that that's really awesome. Um, what like what inspires you about the Southern residents? Um, I, I feel like I've always just been kind of drawn to them. I don't know. In all of my visits up there, that's been a big thing. We go and spend days sitting at the lighthouse, just hoping that they'll swim by. Um, I used to be a swimmer myself, so I kind of feel connected to them in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like a spirit animal kind of thing. Um, I don't really know. They're just so, there's so much about them that is, I don't know, kind of blows my mind. And I just think they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, they're totally amazing. Totally amazing animals. Um, I'm curious, how did you find Breaching Extinction? Um, I saw it at first on Instagram, and I follow PNW Protectors mm -hmm. and a bunch of those other organizations. 
And I think your page came up as a suggestion. Okay. Um, you know how Instagram does those yes. suggestions for other people you should follow. Just because I follow already so many other work organizations. And yes. I thought it was cool how you have the whole podcast and are based out of California. And yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, anyone can do anything from anywhere, you know? Um, yeah. Like, we just ran the How I Kelp campaign, and I was just, like, um, mailing out stickers to all the people that participated, and um, I'm writing to people in all different states, and there's this girl from Cal- or Colorado. Let's see, what's her name? Let me... I'm, like, forgetting. Um, Katie, who her Instagram handle is, I think, the understory, and she makes all of this art, and, like, it's all about um, just, like, all kinds of stuff, but she did stuff that was, like, about the Southern residents, and then... She did something debunking conspiracy and stuff like that. But it just goes to show, like, anybody can do anything from any place. Um, You just have to do something, I guess. So that's pretty remarkable that you got to have the Southern Residence as, like, a part of your, like, formative years of your growing (laughs) up experiences. Um, That's pretty amazing. Uh, Have you noticed any changes, like, over the years with the Southern Residence or kind of, like, the culture up in the San Juans? Um. I I visit just in the summers um, and I have been for, I don't know how long, but just those visits, I've noticed that when I was younger, there used to be a lot more of them and it was much more of a daily occurrence. And now it's to see them just off the island on land, but now it's more of a rare thing. And there's a lot of tourists coming who, who know that you can see the orcas if you're in a certain spot or anything. But I feel like, it used to be you could just walk up at any time and pretty much guarantee you would see them because there were so many and they were so native to that area. And um, I don't know if you remember Granny, the orca. Yeah. Granny, I don't remember her number, but she used to have all the pods hanging out at that one spot at the lighthouse like all the time. And so you would be able to see them pretty much any time you went over there. But now if you go, you have to really be patient and sit and wait and you might be sitting there all day and still might not even see them. And I know in recent um, years, there have only been like a couple sightings a month rather than multiple a week and all yeah. of that. So, Yeah, definitely a lot of changes in their behavior. And I know scientists yeah. are out doing a lot of studies and a lot of that has to do with the lack of prey that they have up there, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're not a scientist, you're a high school student, you know, yeah. which I think is like so awesome. And, you know, we have another high school student that's like a co-host on here, Liam. Um, And I think that we should include everybody in the conversation and everybody like in this as, you know, because we just should, you know, everyone yeah, can do yeah. something. And I think you're a really good example of that. Um, So you make m- mugs. Um, I feel like I'm not, I just am like rambling at this point. I'm going to edit this part out, I think. Um, so I know, do you do this with other organizations too? Or like you've done a lot with mental health. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of your passion for mental health and um, what you've done with that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, just as a kid, I've had a lot of my own experiences around mental illness and mental health and not just me, but people around me. And even like growing up as a young kid, I always wanted to be able to help people. Um, And through high school, I've kind of been realizing that I want to do that with the like mental health awareness aspect of that. Um, And so with my business, I donate proceeds to 
uh, NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, and so far, that has been the only organization that I have been working with. Um, and then you as well, Breaching ex Extinction. But I do really want to be able to reach out to other companies and other causes and be able to donate um, to those as well, because there's so much in the world that we can do. Um, and like you said, anybody can help. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Do you think it helps your mental health to help? <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely do. I like to, it, it's comforting knowing that I can do something, um, even just as a 17 year old high school student to be able to help other people, even if it's in a small way to donating or by volunteering or anything like that. Um, but I just know that it's really important for people in all situations to have resources they can rely on. And so that's why I enjoy donating um, to kind of help provide those resources. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you think that the Southern residents are beneficial to, you know, people's mental health? I definitely do. Um, I know they are for my when mm -hmm. I am up there and able to see them. Um, it just makes my like whole day. Um, there, it's it's amazing to be able to see them, and it is definitely something that I think needs more awareness with their whole situation of the prey and endangerment and all of that that's been going on. Um, but yeah, I definitely do think that they are such an amazing creature and I don't really even have words because they're just so amazing. And yeah. Yeah. It's definitely hard to put it into words. And, um, the episode that came out before yours or that will be coming out before yours. Um, we talked about the paper that has the mixed emotions associated with orca conservation strategies. And people do feel a lot of emotions about these whales and, um, you know, I asked one of the scientists on here, um, Kelly, if she thinks that we should value emotions and that's a difficult, um, yeah. question to answer if we should value them in the sense of, of conservation. Um, but you know, I think that there's definitely a role on whether or not we should value them as a difficult question to answer, but they definitely do, I think emotionally like replenish people. And, um, I know that I, you know, feel a lot of joy when I'm around them and, you know, uh, most people, I think when they see them around, it's a sense of comfort in knowing, I mean, even this paper says that in knowing that the Salish Sea is okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so you're really into mental health and you're into art. Um, does like, so does your ceramics, does that help you with your mental health too? Yeah, I definitely do think so, especially with um, COVID and everything. Like I mentioned a bit earlier, I have been a swimmer my whole life, but with COVID that hasn't really been able to happen as much. Um, and I haven't really been competing as much as I used to. And so it's been great to be able to have this whole other outlet, um, to kind of channel my energies and be creative and artistic in that way. That's awesome. Um, so where can people find your stuff if they want to look to buying some of your ceramic pieces? So I am on Instagram and Facebook, um, mm -hmm. Wellness Ceramics, and then I have an Etsy shop as well uh, called Wellness Ceramics, and I am currently working on making my own website and kind of branching out that way, but currently just all on social media. That's pretty awesome. I feel like that has to be really difficult given that you're 17 years old, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been interesting to navigate, especially um, 
I just kind of jumped into it, um, kind of seeing what I could do and just how much I could be able to donate with that main um, idea in mind of helping others. And it's kind of just grown from there. And so it's really awesome to see how much it's grown. Um, but yeah, it is a little bit challenging being able to balance school and everything else with that business going on. Absolutely. And you're trying to like figure out the world and like becoming an adult. <laughs> like those are, those are, it's a difficult time to like just yeah. live through in general, let alone throwing a whole business <laughs> on top of it. I definitely admire that. I think that that's really cool that you have that ambition at age 16, I guess, is when you started Yeah, that. thank you. Are there any, like, encounters with the Southern residents that you've had that have been particularly memorable? Um, yeah, just recently, this past summer of 2020, that first time that I had seen them in, I don't remember how long, maybe at least three or four years I had gone by without being able to just see them swim by just because of their whole situation and the lack of prey and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just really amazing because they were close. They were pretty close to the land. So it wasn't something that you just kind of see their dorsal fins popping up, mm -hmm. but you could see like them breaching and spy hopping and all of that. I don't remember how far off it was, but it was really close and it was great to be able to, just enjoy that and see how how friendly and energetic and all of that they really are. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, so you had mentioned earlier in the interview that you were in church and um, you were kind of prompted by someone asking if you, like, you know, were on your path or doing, like, what your life's meaning is. So, you know, do you, what is meaningful to you? Like, what do you think your life's path is? Um, like I've kind of mentioned this throughout the interview, I really think that I'm have been sent with a purpose of helping people because that's kind of been something I've been passionate about my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, and even as a kid, and so being able to find something, um, on this mental health journey and be able to turn it into a positive thing and an experience that I have learned from and, I'm growing from to be able to help others who are going through that kind of situation um, or are struggling with mental illness or anything like that. Um, I feel like that's really important to me and has been a big part of my life, even just at 17. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think, um, you know, people in general can better support their friends and family members with mental illness? I know there's so many different kinds of mental illness and that that's very nuanced, yeah. but what would you say? Um, I think definitely learning about it and just bringing awareness to even if you don't have people around you who experience any type of mental illness, um, but just having people be become more educated about any type of mental illness can help um, in the long run because when people are more educated about it, there is less stigma. I feel like that's a big part of it, the stigma around mental illness. Um, and they can, if they do have people around them, loved ones or friends who are going through um, any type of situation uh, with mental illness, if they're educated enough, they will know what kind of resources they need and what kind of support would be best for them. Um, so my main thing is definitely just bringing awareness to the situations and different types of mental illnesses. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, we're starting to see kind of like a generational 
shift. I know at least when I was growing up, and I think it, it depends on where you grow up too. Like I grew up in the Midwest and it's a lot more conservative and people there are less likely to, you know, quote unquote, believe in mental illness. And yeah. I, you know, I think your generation, I have a lot of hope for like Gen Z because you guys are yeah. very positive and um, very aware of a lot of things. And you, you seem to care about like human rights and, and mental health issues yeah. and physical health issues. And um, making sure that people live like a healthy and balanced life. And I think that we do need to have more conversations around mental health. And I just had a conversation with a friend of mine um, before talking to you um, about, you know, some different things in the field, but there's a lot of, you know, it seems like a lot of undiagnosed mental illness or just, you know, negative relationships with processing emotions that negatively impact the way that we interact with each other and the way that we um, conduct ourselves when trying to help the Southern residents. So yeah. it all, you know, circles back, you know, and it all, yeah. it is all relevant, you know? So I'm, I'm, I bet some people were listening to this thinking like, how is, how does this have anything to do with the Southern residents? <laughs> and like, it has to do with the Southern residents because one, you're directly helping the Southern residents and showing people how you can do it from anywhere and be anyone. And then also, like, mental health is important in those ways because we have to be able to interact with each other in, in healthy manners. And um, if we have, like, you know, emotional issues or ego issues that get in the way of us reaching our goal, that's not going to help. Or yeah. I even talked to somebody else, and I've personally experienced this too, of, like, this field can be very draining. And I think that this field yeah. can bring on mental health issues because it is really depressing to watch the planet yeah, die. Be, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. How do you feel when you think about the planet and the state of the planet and the state of the Southern residents? Yeah, it's definitely worrying and can be very depressing, like you said. Um, Yeah, but I think also, like you were saying, just having conversations about these things is one of the first steps to be able to make any sort of change or progress, um, whether it's with mental health or the, the... the current climate or the southern residents or anything um i know there's a lot of people who i talk to a lot of my family who don't know as much about the southern residents you know as as someone who's been to the san juans multiple times um so it's definitely having conversations about why um reducing like single waste plastic or single use plastic use Mm -hmm. or any of these type of things that directly or indirectly do help the Southern residents. Um, I think that's a big part of part of changing how our situation is. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's another thing that can can help mental health. It's like you're doing something about it, you know, like you want to help, you know, provide resources and like you don't necessarily have the credentials to get in there and give somebody therapy yet if that's what your goal is. (laughs) But you're like doing what you can with the resources that you have right now. And Alexandria Morton, when she was on the podcast, she talked about how, like, you know, doing something, it changes, like, the chemistry of you, you know, and um, how that can make you feel better. And I think, you know, you're totally right on with, like, just doing something and, like, that can help our mental health and, like, you know, changing our attitude as opposed to being... Because I see there's a lot of negativity and it can really bring you down when you see people get so divided. Because I don't know if you notice on social media... And I stay off of social media a lot. I'm not really paying attention to it because it's not good for my mental health. Yeah, um, I'm just, definitely the same way, yeah. Yeah, like um, for Breaching Extinction, like I'll respond to messages and stuff, but I see different organizations or groups fight or I see people post and have different opinions. And 
rather than having a productive conversation, they get so divided. Arguments, yeah. And it's like, guys, like, what is our goal at the end of the day? Like, we have to, you know, figure out how to get here. But it's all interconnected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think it definitely helps my mental health to know in such a time of the unknown, we don't know what's going to happen with our climate. We don't know what's going to happen with the world. Um, and when you think about how things are going, it just doesn't look good. It definitely helps my mental health to be able to say, I'm doing these things to try to reduce my impact, or I'm doing these things, um, to help the Southern residents or anything like that. That definitely helps to have some sort of comfort to know that I'm doing the best I can to help and the situation. And it just, it needs a lot more people uh, with that same mindset. And at the end of the day, if we're all doing a little bit of something, it can definitely change in a big way. No, I totally agree with that. And there's so many people that are like, we can never make a difference. We can never make a change. And I think when we keep with that attitude that, yeah, you're right. But if you decide to actually get up and do something and make a change that we can get things done. And that's the only way that things do get done, you know? Um, And it's definitely hard. And like, you know, being somebody who wants to make, um, change within an industry or within a field or within society like that's a hard position to be in and like that can definitely take a toll um but you just have to like I don't know take care of yourself but it ultimately like you know it kind of is a gift to be in a position where you care so much about something that you're willing to put up with with all the negative things that come with it yeah it's very true Um, do you have any recommendations for how people, maybe people who are struggling because it really, it genuinely is very hard to be in a position of conservation. And I see a lot of people walk away either temporarily or permanently because that it's hard. And I've done that too. Um, multiple times. Um, like, do you have any recommendations for tips or for ways that people can, um, replenish their mental health, you know? Um, yeah, you know, like you were saying, I don't really have any credentials, so just take it with a bit of great salt. Yes. But, um, you know, just being able to keep yourself, you need to be able to see, I know in your field, especially with the conservation mm-hmm. and all of that, there is a lot of negativity and there is a lot of worry about what will happen. Um, but rather than just focusing on that one lens that everything is um, like, what's the word? Oh, gosh doom and gloom maybe (laughs) yeah everything is like doomed or something like that Mm -hmm. um but rather than focus on that look at the positives i'm doing these small things to help or i'm doing um just any of the little things it doesn't have to be a big major um contribution but all the little things add up and like for your own mental health um being able to take breaks and um put your energies into other things or I don't know, go on a walk or listen to music and kind of clear your head. Um, just doing those little types of things helps me a lot. So, yeah, I think so. I think breaks are definitely important too, cause it's easy to get burnout and there's a lot that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing too, is like, at least with the, how I kelp campaign that definitely brought my spirits up too, because yeah. There was that article that was put out where basically Ken Balcombe was like, the orcas are doomed, and then everyone was sad, and yeah. uh, myself included. Um, and then I was like seeing, like, no, it's it really isn't over until it's over. You know, there's so many exactly. people out there doing something, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and we, I think we need everybody. And that's the thing though, too, is like, if we have everybody doing a little bit, it takes the weight off of people that feel like they have to do everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is huge. Um, but yeah, I think definitely taking breaks is, is a, is a big one because a lot of people don't, and then they end up stepping away from the field forever, which is not what we need. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it, it isn't really it's counterproductive kind of if you're putting all your energies into kind of saving the planet or saving the orcas or anything like that and you're not ever taking breaks you're just going to get so overwhelmed with the situation and then you're going to end up needing to walk away permanently and that is never never good for you or any of the people you're trying to help um so yeah definitely taking breaks and remembering it's not all on you as long as you are doing your little things, your part, then there's so much that everybody is doing in the world to be able to help. And it's not only on you. Yeah. And I think too, we need to also focus on looking at like what is being done right, as opposed to what is being done wrong too, because so many people are like, oh, like enough it like, you know, why do you care about this? But like, what about that? Or like, you know, there's like this regulation was put into place, but what about the salmon? And it's like, yes like we still need to care about those things but like we should take the small victories that we do have when we do have them and there have been a lot of small and large victories in the last year three calves are a huge victory in the last year i know yeah that's amazing so that's pretty exciting um but yeah i think you definitely have some awesome insight and i'm really excited to see where your career takes you and what you do because I I love that you have this ambition at 16 years old and I love that you're doing what you're doing because you're like leading by example and showing other 16 year olds. Well, you're 17 now, but you know, they can do, um, they can start a business and they can make a difference in the world because you know, one of the things that I noticed, cause like when I was your age, I definitely wanted to make a change too. Um, and everyone was like, just wrote me off cause I was a kid and like, I feel like, like teenagers have a lot to offer in general which is why I have Liam on the podcast like (laughs) I was so inspired after talking to him for the first time I was like oh my god this kid knows what he's talking about he does his research like no he doesn't have a degree or even a high school diploma for that matter but like he has so much heart and like I like after I interviewed him I was like filled with so much joy because I was like he really does care and I feel like we need people with that kind of energy and then also you guys have a fresh perspective because you're like brand new to the world you know (laughs) and so you're gonna see things differently than we are and like challenge the viewpoints of like those of us that have been in the field seeing things the way that we see them for the last like I don't know 20-30 years so just keep going out there and doing your thing I think that that's so awesome um thank you and for anybody who's interested in purchasing a mug um, they're going to be $20 on my website, or if you want to DM me on Instagram or something, we can work it out there too. Um, well, actually just go to the website cause we'll have to go to <laughs> PayPal. Um, but yes, we will have these, um, up today and you guys can purchase them if you want to help out Orca Wild, which is a research, um, and education group off of San Juan Island. So we've had Deborah Giles on the podcast, like, two or three times and she has Eva um the have you met Eva or seen Eva? no I have not I've seen her I've never met her (laughs) she's so cute she's my favorite biologist I try not to have favorites but she's the best one she's the dog that (laughs) smells poop and um takes her mom to it then her mom picks it up which is awesome um 
but yeah, if you guys are interested, definitely check that out. Um, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, I think I would just say that no matter how small any step is helping the the world, anything doesn't have to be orcas, it doesn't have to be climate, it doesn't have to be mental health, but anything you're passionate about, no matter how small, um, you can make a difference. That's awesome. Oh, and I always ask people, what can we learn from the whales? Yeah, I definitely think that the whales teach us how to be more carefree and how to enjoy life more Mm -hmm. even with all the gloom that they face and everything going on there's always something that you can look at and see the good in it yeah yeah i think so they're very very resilient like they've lived through like the capture era and like the being shot when the um government had a bounty out on them and then here they are now and they're starving and they're toxic and all this other stuff so but yeah, they're still going. So. They're still going. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. And oh, I'm thank you. so excited to see what goes on in your future. If you guys want to mug, go check out our website. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. If you guys are interested in a mug, check out our website. As always, check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Uh, if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out and If you would like to leave us a review or go support our Patreon page, that would be greatly appreciated. Hope you guys have a whale of a week.